and hard, but seemed to have an inner heat, even as might a human hand. For a long moment she stood so, and then she raised her hand slowly, carefully, as if within its slight hollow she cupped something precious. And as she drew her hand away from the grasp of Asti, the tiny sun and its planets followed, spinning now above her palm as they had above the statues. But out of the cowled figure some virtue had departed with the going of the miniature solar system. It was now but a carving of stone. And Varta did not look at it again as she passed behind its bulk to seek a certain place in the temple wall, known to her from much reading of the old records. Having found the stone she sought, she moved her hand in a certain pattern before it, so that the faint radiance streaming from the tiny sun gleamed on the grayness of the wall. There was a grating, as from metal long unused, and a block fell back, opening a narrow door to them. Before she stepped within, the priestess lifted her hand above her head, and when she withdrew it, the sun and planets remained to form a diadem just above the intricate braiding of her dull red hair. As she moved into the secret way, the five orbs swung with her, and in the darkness there the sun glowed richly, sending out a light to guide their feet. They were at the top of a stairway, and the hollow clang of the stone as it moved back into place behind them echoed through a gulf which seemed endless. But that, too, was as the chronicles had said, and Varta knew no fear. But when feet were weary, and she knew the bite of real hunger, they came into a passageway which ended in a room hollowed of solid rock. And there, preserved in the chest in which men born in the youth of Menfear had laid them, Varda found that which would keep her safe on the path she must take. She put aside the fine silks, the jeweled cincture, which had been the badge of Asti's service, and drew on over her naked body a suit of scaled skin, gemmed and glistening in the rays of the small sun. There was a hood to cover the entire head, taloned gloves for the hands, webbed clawed coverings for the feet, as if the skin of a giant man-like lizard had been tanned and fashioned into this suit. And Varda suspected that that might be so. The world of herb had not always been held by the humankind alone. There were supplies here, too, lying untouched in ageless containers within a lizard-skin pouch. Varda touched her tongue without fear to a powdered restorative, sharing it with Lure, whose own mailed skin would protect him through the dangers to come. She folded the regalia she had stripped off and laid it in the chest, smoothing it regretfully before she dropped the lid upon its shimmering color. Never again would Asti's servant wear the soft stuff of his livery, but she was resolute enough when she picked up the food pouch and strode forward, passing out of the robing chamber into a narrow way which was a natural fault in the rock, unsmoothed by the tools of man. But when this rocky road ended upon the lip of a gorge, Varda hesitated, plucking at the throat-latch of her hood-like helmet. Through the unclouded crystal of its eye-holes, she could see the sprouts of yellow vapor which puffed from crannies in the rock wall down which she must climb. If the records of the temple spoke true, 
these curls of gas were death to all lunged creatures of the upper world. She could only trust that the cunning of the scaled hood would not fail her. The long talons fitted to the fingertips of the gloves. The claws of the webbed foot coverings clamped fast to every hand and foothold. But the way down was long, and she caught a message of weariness from Lure before they reached the piled rocks at the foot of the cliff. The puffs of steamy gas had become a fog through which they groped their way slowly, following a trace of path along the base of the cliff. Time did not exist in the underworld of Herb. Varta did not know whether it was still today, or whether she had passed into tomorrow when they came to a crossroads. She felt Lore pressing against her, forcing her back against a rock. There is a thing coming. His message was clear. And in a moment she too.